All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven live stream. I think we're around episode twenty, something like that. Um, hope everyone's doing well out in the new abnormal world we exist in. And welcome, Mr. Jason Lingren. Well, good afternoon from a very windy and rainy Louisiana. Right. So Jason's got a tropical storm coming ashore, and he runs this on his end. So if we lose a connection, the live stream will be over. Just so everyone knows, if it dies. It's due to the storm hitting Louisiana. Um, I'll post on Twitter that it died, and I'll post in the chat room that it died. Um, but we won't be able to reestablish if Jason loses uh, his connection. Anyhow, um, quite a week, as is normal. Um, I'm getting emails from all over the country talking about, of all things, pallets of masonry bricks being left at all the protest areas. Do you think Apparently, it was free pallets- masonry? Uh, you know, it's masonry implements. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I think that's safe to say that bricks are used for masonry. <laughs> but what what I think is ironic is how difficult would it be to figure out where those bricks came from and how difficult would it be if you wanted peace in your city to ensure where protests were going to happen. There are no pallets of bricks laying around. I'm just saying, man, what do you think? Pallets of bricks, yes. If you see pallets of bricks, you know trouble's coming. <laughs> Next thing, there's going to be like pallets of Bic lighters and stuff in case any banks need burning. I don't know. What is this bottle of liquid with a rag hanging out of it? Yeah, there'll be like instead of a lemonade stand, a Molotov stand or something like that. Mm. Anyhow, um, it's it's kind of changing a bit here in Rhode Island. I see a few people like me without masks. But I contacted David Weiss because people who followed him know he's good at going out and speaking with people and uh, interviewing them. He did one in an old folks home, which, I don't know, got like 100,000 hits quick. Uh, It was very popular. And I told him, go get the COVID guidelines uh, where it says you don't got to wear the mask um, and go out and ask people if they know what the guidelines say. Uh, He looked through Connecticut. I got a message from him, but I'll be interested to see if anyone has interested interesting COVID guidelines that they've seen that flat out state um, that there's no dictate, no order, which most of them do, um, you should post those things or mail them to us and we'll put them out or something like that. Have you looked it up in your state, Jason? Uh, yeah, it's still just guidelines. Uh, I went into Whole Foods the other day to get some uh, some small grocery items, and there was a girl at the door. They had signs on the door that they request that everyone wears a mask, and uh, or that everyone should wear a mask, I think is the way they had theirs stated. And there was indeed a girl at the door with a box of them and asked me if I would like one, and I said, no, thank you. And she said, okay. And I walked in and purchased some milk for my coffee <laughs> well it's rather interesting because as people who followed us know and i think the first time we covered this was when the president informed the nation they needed to give in all their gold which was illegal the president has no authority to give a dictate to the american people no, nor to the governors and as this started the governors started to make it seem like they were giving dictates Uh, But what's actually gone on is very kind of clever. What they've done is they've let the you-know-what run downhill to the city councils where they're getting the city councils to put out ordinances. But it doesn't really matter because the state guideline trumps the city ordinance. And where I am, the state guideline says if you have any medical reason um, that 
would impede would would mean that a mask is inconvenient for you. You don't have to wear a mask, and not only that, you don't have to show anyone proof of your medical condition. And by the way, it's not too difficult to look up that wearing a mask hour after hour after hour, breathing all that carbon dioxide back in. Um, and by the way, I went to the dentist the other day, and they said they're seeing a lot of teeth problems from people wearing masks 24-7. Huh. So I'm just saying, it should anyone who's tired of this, um, you're, you're following the rules to say, um, my, I have a medical condition that, that doesn't allow it. And by the way, I tried wearing a mask. Like, I had to go to the hospital one day, and of course, that wasn't going to go well. I, didn't, I actually didn't wear the mask the whole time. I took it off after I got in there. Um, but I wore it for about two hours, and I didn't feel like I was thinking very clearly after breathing my own carbon dioxide for two hours. Um, and I started to think, you know, look, think of all the workers in places you go where people are kind of hustling around and having to breathe in that way. It's it's unreal, man. Sue Finelli's in California, I know, and she said that, uh, where did my thing go? There we go. She says that our guidelines says if you have a note from a doctor that you have a condition, you don't have to wear one. And Trey Clark, hello, and thank you. Good to see you, brother. We haven't spoken since before we moved. We have to catch up. You're, you're great. Yeah, mm -hmm. cheers. But, but wait a minute. So Sue stating that they're actually trying to make you prove the condition with a doctor's note? Well, she's, she's just saying that their guidelines say if you have a note, then you don't have to. Hmm. Um, now, we, you know, know, we know how California is, man. Right. Well, Cal Cal where, so goes California, so goes the nation. And you've got to realize there have been times, I haven't looked at this recently, I think when Schwarzenegger was the top guy there, uh, it was the eighth largest economy in the world. That's all changed a lot since then mm. um, because of China and the Middle East and you know Abu Dhabi and all these places that are just filthy, filthy rich at this point. Right. Um, but the point is, is what they do... And this whole thing we're experiencing now, if you paid attention, when this first broke, I paid attention to the numbers. And since I'm in the tiniest state, Rhode Island, and it is tiny, you can fit four Rhode Islands in San Diego County, where I'm from, to, put, to show you how small Rhode Island is. So what you saw was the numbers game being announced on the mainstream news was reflected by the population center. So right off the bat, California, Texas, these things are being touted. Um, to have large numbers, everything. It's simply, from my point of view, it was all algorithm driven. Um, but also, I would point out, got a very smart engineer on one of our shows. We put out a request for someone who's brilliant at mathematical method and digits to take the accepted death rate, which was reported, with which Jason laid down on the air, and then do a calculation to figure out uh, what it was for the year. For I don't remember if it was a fiscal year, but it was lower than the standard death rate by a long shot. I don't remember, was it 0. .0014 or something like that, Jason? I can't quite recall. It's posted on Crow 777 Radio in one of the forums. Right. Uh, our friend Eric, who's here, said that he went to a doctor's office and... This thing keeps flying past me. Uh, for his knee and all the staff had no masks. It was great to see. Well, it's great. I'm, I'm glad to see that. Let's see. We have another one here. Damn, right. man. If I if I ran into that, I would go spend money on a Hallmark. I would, <laughs> man. I'd send no, I, I'm not even kidding you. I would send them a cake or a Hallmark saying thank you for being human beings. Right. I would. Yeah. There's no doubt I would. Um, I'm waiting to see that. I, I went into a local shop, and I won't name it. Um, and it looked like it was just the two young girls up front, maybe just out of high school. So I guess they were young ladies. I shouldn't say girls. It's rude. 
Um, and I was talking to him saying how many people, you know, and I was saying, yeah, I'll be glad when this is over. But the, the owner was in the back and he came out pissed. He had anger in his eyes. Um, and he came straight up to me and handed me a mask. And I said, sorry, not doing it. Hey, that's not I happening. <laughs> I said, do you want me to leave? And he just kind of glared at me. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'll come back later when things have cooled down. But I, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody has anything they uh, want to contribute to that, by the way, feel free to just uh, do in the chat room with, with the at thingamajiggy. I don't know if I missed any. Let me run back in the thingy here. Nope. Okay. Okay. So, obviously, the thing that's been going on, uh, well, now it's going, getting close to two weeks, has uh, completely pushed aside most of the, uh, the bear bug nonsense, right? It's, it's just uh, all of a sudden not as important to talk about as, as the bear bug was. I guess everybody's getting bored with it, so they had to shake things up. So, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Rose's dad we spoke to today is actually interested in, in what we have to say about this because he is also very suspicious. And this is somebody who is always very against, uh, well, we'll just say conspiracy stuff. Like he's very, very, very normie, very nice man, very smart man, just never wanted anything to do with conspiracy stuff. And he's asking, he's noticing very obvious things and asking very good questions. Well, this is going to be the case. You know, people should realize, you might notice that in the episode image I've added in, I took out the little no virus pun that I had there, and I put in a bigger topic because most people are beginning to realize what the whole coup d'etat was. Um, you know, there were not bodies stacking up to the ceiling. You, you would expect if you're going to close the world, you'd see bodies stacking up, and mm -hmm. that was probably not happening. So what I wrote is pointing again we're gonna have a big damn deal on on the height of the power of the sun I'm, I'm almost I mean not a betting man but I might lay money on it that June 21 and they're actually announcing the solstice which is the height of the power of the sun for the summer on the 20th um, I was of a mind that it always falls on the 21st and doesn't deviate but then I started thinking it's a leap year and I, I haven't got into it so near the 21st maybe it is the 20th but since they're reporting the 20th I'm dubious um there's it's going to be leveraged off this is the most important day to freemasonry it's one of the key important days to the religions that secretly worship the sun which i won't get into and so this is going to be a big time as we fall down there's going to be a conjunction all the way down at the low point of the sun on 1221 which also encodes 23 between the two big boys jupiter and saturn but pluto is also in the mix and if you recall back after 9 11 um, Pluto was demoted because too many people were catching on to how the sky clock and Pluto specifically were playing into everything that had happened. Well, it's going on now, except no one uh, in mainstream will call it a planet. doesn't matter. People who know a thing or two are still counting it as it was ever counted. What's going to happen here is we're going to have a once-in-a-generation conjunction. Last time it happened, it happened on an average day, not a solstice, not the winter solstice. That's a big damn deal. Um, and what followed was 9-11, to put a, put a marker in your mind how big a conjunction is. happens roughly every 20 years. I think it's 19-something, hint, hint, hint. Um, but the point I'm making here is there's going to be a change. We've already seen the change, and it's never going back. This is permanent change that's coming. Um, the world will be different in, in some way. And I'm not insinuating that it will all be bad. That remains to be seen, what people will tolerate and what people will not tolerate. That's really the whole mechanism. And that's where Pluto comes into it, too, by the way. Our frame of mind, if our frame of minds are caught up in fear, 
if our frame of minds are caught up in BLM or some other branded nonsense um, that has no no reason to be recognized at a time like this for any other reason than to make you look at the rights that really don't matter because it's not an issue, it's a non-issue, and it's based on a stage event to do the rights that do matter, which are the rights that you've had violated since the 3rd, uh, March 11 of this year. That's what's going on. But Pluto plays into that mindset. But my point here is there's change, and it's not going back. And what comes out the other side, we'll have to wait and see. Um, you never know till you get there. <clears throat> but I think these are key points for everyone to understand because we're just a few days away from the height of the power of the sun. And you can think about it in this way. So the sun builds. Well, let me start at the winter where the conjunction is going to happen. The sun dies for that year. And with that year, the programming that the sun represents. The, I view the sun almost as a lens and it concentrates almost all the possibilities that are going to occur here. And so it's the most important thing in, in our world in the sky clock. There's nothing more important than the sun, in my view. So it goes down to its low point, weakest point of the year, 1221, and it dies. Sits there for three days, hint, hint, hint. Then it begins to rise, rises up to the equinox. Then it reaches its all-powerful day on the summer solstice. And this is worshipped by all the people who secretly pay attention to the sun. And then the day after, it begins to diminish. But with the diminishing of the sun, the spiritual concerns and mental activity of human beings falls off with it. So we start drifting all the way down past the fall equinox, all the way down to where it dies, where we're basically analogized. I could analogize by saying we're almost spiritually asleep by the time that happens. The new programming comes with the new sun for the next possibilities of the year. And these are important things to realize because when you say the word corona, what does that mean? That's about the sun. Part of the definition of that word is about the sun, the idea of a crown. And so you can see the energies that are being used to drive these things. And it's critical because if people change their mindsets, in fact, in fact, the outcome will be changed. If fear rules, then that will be the key. If getting tied up in these branded nonsensical protests uh, based on staged events rules, then that will be key. But if people lift back up and look back to nature and recognize the sun for what it is, uh, maybe it won't be used so heavily against us. This thing that we ignore that is one of the key movers and shakers of what is going on in the world right now. So we did have a couple people commenting. Uh, Jay Armstrong says, uh, see, he's in upstate South Carolina. I saw several dozen children playing outside without masks, playing together. Nice. Very, very nice. nice. Missy Bear, my doctor tried to get me to go on FMLA because I wasn't tolerating the mask. I refused and now have a mask exemption letter. What exactly is a mask exemption letter? Can we get some more information on that? That sounds interesting. What, what, what's an FMLA? Leave of absence of some sort? Mm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, uh, when the uh, when the lag catches up there, give us a little more Im information there, if you would, please. That sounds very interesting. But uh, anyway, getting back to what I was saying, the uh, trying to go through articles and see what exactly the mainstream approach is right now, and they're, they're practically ignoring all of the beer bug nonsense it, like it's all focused on this division right now and that's make no mistake that's what this is this is just more divide and conquer and i seriously wonder if this is just the uh 
okay, so they were totally complicit. Right, definitely an excuse. But they were totally, nearly totally complicit with everything we just threw at them for a few months. Let's see what happens when we stir the pot a little bit and, and what the percentage reactions were. And I have to say I'm just a d- disappointed in people, man. I mean, come on. This, this was 1960s stuff. This isn't 2020 stuff, is it? I mean, well, really? I would, I would, I would add a thing here. Family is, Medical is Leave idea- Act. That's FMLA. Uh, I was wondering. Um, but I, I was going to suggest is all these people grouping to supposedly protest someone without, is that going to be the excuse for uh, the big outbreak point two? By the way, well, yeah. um, there have been two <laughs> terrible movies. One with, uh, what's the Princess Amidala girl name? The, the lady who plays Princess Amidala? Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, yeah. She, she's in a space movie. One of the worst movies you'll ever see. I couldn't even force myself to watch more than the 90 pound woman who is the super uh, astronaut yeah it's just to convince you space is what they said but brad pitt just put one out in 2019 called ad astra and by the way i hadn't thought about that that does that mean to the stars i'm trying to think of my latin maybe it means to the stars but i would have to look it up but there is a point in that terrible movie which is designed to convince you space is exactly as described that um the only person that I saw in the whole thing with a mask is in a scene where he pops into the corner as the camera pans. He's wearing a mask, and it says, we need to go to the con course. Not kidding you. Hmm. This is kind of how guarded and subtle um, the things that were going on are. Um, but this whole stuff is a shell game, um, and it'll be interesting to see how many people have caught on. And it'll be interesting to see how many people remember the old cliche that those who give up their secure their their rights for security don't deserve either one of those things. These are true things, and it's being proven right now. Uh, Missy Bear says it means that she could have her job held for up to twelve weeks for a short-term medical condition, but it also ties her hands and working somewhere else when her PDO runs out would get her fired. Okay, there we go. Uh, Matthew Ross, thanks for the super chat, is asking how well the solstice affect countries going into the winter solstice, solstice, New Zealand, Australia, for example. All countries will be affected. Um, geography matters in the real scheme of things. If we could go back to alchemy, uh, the, the days, and it probably wasn't even called alchemy back in those days, the natural sciences that had been deduced over probably thousands of years. The things that built things like the Notre Dame Cathedral, that knowledge. The church did not do that. The church co-opted it. And by the way, later burned it down not too long ago, part of it. Um, And they began removing things like the St. Christopher statue holding baby Jesus because it was a map in glass and stone written by these brilliant natural scientists back in the day with what we now call alchemy encoding all these statuaries and these symbols and signs it was all for adepts to recognize this path to become a higher human being Um, and so if you go back to these times everything about the sky clock matters if you want to do these procedures you have to go out and harvest a plant not just on the right day but at the right hour of that day and if you really want to nail it you do it to the second to the arc second not kidding um, so this is how well it was all known and so when you begin to take that framework and understand that it's real and understand that basically chemistry and science have done everything they can to shame these older natural scientists when basically chemistry owes its life to spagyrics without spagyrics there is no chemistry fact um, but yet chemistry treats spagyrics as if it was a red-headed stepchild full of mumbo-jumbo 
which is not true. And by the way, I'll tell everybody, there's a book called Dwellers, uh, uh, Dwellings of the Philosophers. I think it's attributed to Falconelli. Um, good book for every single person to read. You won't understand so much of it because you're not an adept. No one's told you, but they do tell you quite a bit and about the encoding, but it draws the picture of how things used to be and how important the sky clock is. When we come to where we are, where a grand conjunction with Pluto in the mix, by the way, um, is going to happen on the low point of the sun, arguably one of the most, maybe the most important, I, I guess I could be persuaded the most important astrological day of the year. The sun's going to die and the programming for that year with it. That's the way I describe it. And the programming and possibilities for the next year are going to begin to generate three days later as it rises back towards the spring equinox. So the geography matters. So if you're in Australia, the geography there is different than where I am in Rhode Island. There will be variation. On, and that's basically down to angles, mostly. Because um, your angles in Australia, when you look at the sky, are different than my angles here. Which also means the angles of the rays of the sun are hitting that part of the world differently. And so I'm very general in how I'm describing this. And, you know, people who have studied this their whole life probably wouldn't appreciate me saying the sun's like a lens, but it's it works for me because that's kind of what it is. The two big influences for us are the sun and the moon. And who can argue it? If you want to argue it, you're not being reasonable. Every year, the, the, the horseshoe crabs come ashore here in Rhode Island. You know what I know? That the right phase of the moon just told them to do it. Why are they doing it? For the next generation of horseshoe crabs, which been going on thousands and thousands of years. On the same day every year, the Great Barrier Reef, which is among the largest living structures they claim, it spawns the whole thing. What's doing it? The moon's doing it. The phase of the moon. So there is your proof that these things have a direct bearing on life here. And if you really want to get down to brass tacks, what the hell makes summer? What the hell makes winter? Now we're back to the sun, right? Um, so these are the things. So what's about to happen is going to affect everywhere in a big way. And the fact that it's generational would make it important for the two decades that have come. Now something different is going to happen. But the fact that it's landing on such a critical day and the other solstice is going to witness a, uh, a sorry, my dog's eating meat, solar eclipse. Um, you know, the, these are the things. And uh, these are important things to know because it's one thing to get pushed around with a power you're unaware of. It's another thing to be aware that these things matter and to focus on them and to learn something about them. So you're not kind of like a baby in a shooting gallery kind of idea. Um, and part of the problem is, is here in the West, religions have taken much time to try to shame you that you're going to hell if you appreciate the sun. So I'll counter that right now. If this creation, if you believe in God and this creation was built by God, then how, how can you down the sun? Because that means God put it there for this creation, and that is in fact the light that lights our world. So there's no really logical way you can get to your going to hell if you appreciate the sun, and anyone who's grown a garden knows better anyhow. And these are important ideas, and we need to get beyond the kind of diaper-wearing scare tactics that some dude in a black dress with a collar on tried to convince us of, because someone told him, and someone told him, and no one really knows where it came from to start with. They're just they're playing telephone, basically. But anyhow, there's my rant, Jason. So that black dress of uh, the Saturnian robes, kind of like those black boxes that everybody's putting on their Facebook pages? Well, there it is. This dude's <laughs> telling you don't appreciate what lets everything live in this world where he's wearing a thing that symbolizes Saturn and he doesn't even know it. 
you know, just logically take these things apart. But the point is, is if you see a name that you can relate to the sun and it's affecting the whole world, then maybe you should know something about the sun so that you're not like a stupid duck in a circus shooting gallery getting pummeled and having no idea where the force is coming from. Take a look in the Skype chat that I just sent you. Uh, Rose posted that link, I assume, for you. Oh, cool, Rose. Let me look. I think this is it. Uh, yes, that that is it, um, Rose. You can put whoa two hundred and seven. There's cheaper versions of this, um, <laughs> Rose. We need another search because I just picked up a hard copy and it was not two hundred and seventy four bucks. It was like thirty or forty. Um, and by the way, someone should hit archive.org to make sure that this isn't PDF. Oh, this is um, used too. <laughs> oh, there, there it is. Dwellings of the Philosophers, forty five dollars on Prime. Here, I'll post this back. Actually, I'll just throw it right. Is that the only the book chat. that? Fulcanelli is attributed to? No, um, but here's the thing. Here's another thing I'd like to say. Um, you know, it doesn't, you're, you're going to read, people are going to try to defame Fulcanelli, partially because he's defending the older sciences, the natural sciences, and they're going to tell you things like he never existed, and that could possibly even be true, and here's why. Those dudes did not seek fame. When they got to a certain level of adeptship, they picked up a Latin-based name, to separate them from their corporate birth name, kind of like what I did with Crow. I'm not going to recognize that corporate nonsense. What they're doing is taking on this new name so that old life, that corrupt life, is no longer linkable to the new path they're trying to forge. But what does matter is the ideas. It really matters not what Latin name gets put on that book. The ideas are there. With the ideas, we can vet them. I have spent my whole life doing it. I can vet it against Paracelsus. I can vet it against any number of things. But in the case of the book that I just published or just posted, oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I should hit send. Oh, it won't let me. Um, hold on. Let me send this back over to Rose just a second. It's too long to go into the uh, into me, the thing. Let me see. But the point I would make is the ideas are valid. And in the case of the book that's being pointed out, and by the way, don't buy the two hundred plus dollar one. There's one for thirty or forty bucks. Um, that I just sent the link back to these guys for, if you can't find the PDF. There's buildings standing, and these buildings have carvings of salamanders and crows and men and tree stumps. And Falconelli, if it was him that wrote the book, takes the time to break down why it's important and why they were put there. Um, and these are critical things, because everything about modern science, everything about the modern church, Vatican, I mean, has done everything they can to defame what actually built the most beautiful cathedrals. What built the most beautiful cathedrals was an intimate knowledge of God's creation called natural science, what we currently call alchemy. Um, and as far as I can tell, in a lifetime of research, there's never been anything to come close to it. It is almost magical in its ability and the claims that you can see over and over through different periods of history. Looks to me like the sciences made it pretty strongly up to maybe the 1400s and then petered off, although you can find a few very well-known guys maybe up into the 1800s, but just damn few of them because it was pretty much crushed out, stomped out by then, and modern science was going to step in. There's another little bit of news I can share with everybody since I was sent some information from a major university and how they are going to be handling the fall. Limited size classes uh, with enough room in between everything so you can have your proper social distancing. 
how about my tuition back? What happens to the people that don't fit in the class, right? Well, they're trying to accommodate, but if need be, they will definitely do teleteaching, you know, the whole uh, teachers on Skype nonsense. Everyone has to wear a mask. Everyone has to wear a mask. And they're going to be doing one-way hallways, so you can only go one direction to keep the flow going and it's a freaking clown show man yep. it's a clown show so so you no longer have the rights of an adult human being for a thing that can provably be shown to have done nothing to the death rate not having increased the death rate one bit as a matter of fact they got the nuggets in the state of rhode island to show on the news this 80 year old couple that just recovered wow, that's a dangerous disease when 80-year-old couples can recover from it. It's <laughs> ridiculous. There is no part of this that isn't logical, and I can almost assure you that the next shoe that drops is going to make up for the fact that everything I am saying is provably correct and people are catching on, like Rose's father and others who would normally be more content to watch the evening news and go on with their life. Um, there will be another shoe that drops, and we've, we've got to grow up doesn't matter what that next shoe is. It's got to be called a spade. Well, I'll tell you what's do doing it. And I even said this to him today because I do like him very much. He's a very nice fellow. And I said, hey, you know what? No matter what crazy conspiracy stuff may or may not be behind it, the bottom line is this. For something that's not doing hardly anything, they have literally demolished the economies. Like, what kind of society are we going to have once this is done? We're already seeing mom-and-pop shops that can't open up. I mean, there's something going on here, and it's not good. And the longer they, they pull this nonsense, the worse it's going to be. And that's just the bottom line when you when you take it down to its basic level. You know, the, the, the most powerful places in the world, you and I have taken a lot of time to show they never lost track of the sky clock. How many of the massive corporations that got formed we can show happened at the spring equinox? There's a reason for that. They're leveraging off the largest release of energy in the world called spring. There is no, there will never be a larger release of energy anywhere in this world than when spring happens and all that life and greenery bursts forth. It is unmeasurable in its multitude of, of just extreme energy. But to get back to the point, I really truly suspect that they uh, knew this was coming. They knew the marker was down for the solstice. They knew that what came out the other side, you can look up people talking about it two years ago saying, oh, there's going to be no more money and all these things are going to go away. So I suspect a big part of what's gone on is they've been in control. And now that we're at this new epic where everything's going to change and maybe money will go away, how do they keep control of things um, but I'm not really down with it all created things will see their end and you know sorry I'm trying to keep up on the notes here so Jay Armstrong says a solar eclipse uh, is on is occurring on June 21st of this year so that's right that's a thing did, was I was I saying lunar uh, well he had said something earlier I, I, I don't know it was way up in the chat somewhere but anyway he wanted to confirm that yes that there, there is a solar eclipse Right. I, I, I looked it up a few times. It's not I don't think it's for us in this country if I remember. It's been almost a year probably since I looked this up and realized what a big deal over a year ago I realized what a big deal this year would be. Um, solely based on the sky cloud well plus what we were covering. Basically for five years we've been talking about what started in March. That's almost every episode we've ever done has been facets of what was coming. Um, but to get back to the point, it is in fact a solar eclipse, which makes it even a bigger deal because at the height of the power of the sun, there will be an eclipse. And let's not be fooled by that either. The moon does not block the sun during a solar eclipse. It is provable. 
I've got clips and other things posted. As a matter of fact, in Shoot the Moon, I go into it a little bit to demonstrate um, that it's almost certainly called nodes, what is causing the blocking of the sunlight. Um, more specifically from the Vedic tradition, Ketu and Rahu, or the head and the tail of the dragon, although I forget, I think it's always the head of the dragon usually or something like that. It's been a while since I've looked at these ideas, but it is in fact provable that the moon is not doing it. I proved it beyond doubt during the full solar eclipse of 2017, was it? August 2017, something like that. Right. <clears throat> and Eric says, you sure did say this year would be big. <laughs> it, it was it was beyond dispute. Um, you know, we I have been looking at these things since basically 2001, incredibly often. Before that, I was looking at things just not in the same way. Um, but after that, you begin to realize, and I don't remember, it was some years, I'll bet you it was up around 2012 when I realized the Great Conjunction had happened just prior to 2001. At that point, I was looking at all the movies that got released that year and the year prior, like The Matrix in 99. Um, I was looking at these things. I was questioning, what the hell? How, how did Breakfast uh, in America get a pass? That is so freaking blatant. 22 years, or is it 33? I forget. See their master builder number, 33 years before the fact. Um, they encoded the whole thing on the back of Bre Breakfast in America. Um, these things go on and on and on. That album was recorded in, a, in an old Masonic temple. Um, they, it just goes on and on and on. But the point I was making is by the time I got up to 2019 and began to break out what was going to occur in the sky, it was beyond doubt that the world was about to change and if no other thing had stuck out at me um, and there are many things about the sky that stick out that are big damn deals and when two of them were on solstices and by the way another one right by the equinox too um, there's no doubt that would be on a normal year these things occurring just in some other place during a week or a month that don't mean much for the average person these would be big time generational markers i think what we're looking at here is i don't know a thousand year a five thousand year marker i don't know we've got some of the people um who follow on my website who are very good at this are trying to work out exactly what the cycles that don't get published about the great conjunction mean i've got some hunches people are looking into it and we'll talk about those things if we can find the pattern that I suspect we will. And and if we do, we'll be able to say this is not about centuries, this is about millennia, or this is about multiple millennia or something like that. But more than anything, if we can show it, we can maybe demonstrate what was going on in the world last time it happened kind of idea. Right. So <clears throat> do you want to talk about what we just released and what we've got coming up? Because we've got quite a quite a few things going on right now. Yeah, go ahead, cue it up. So, of course, we did just do a release with uh, Derek on deeds and all that sort of thing. And, man, I'll tell you, I, if he pulls anything off, you and I were having a private conversation about this about two days ago. That's... It <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to say. Pull, hey, man, <laughs> if he pulls this off, I'm breaking my rule and I'm having a cake. Right. I, I mean, he literally would be claiming... Uh, that area just it'd be almost like stuff that was happening in the 1800s where people were getting land grants it'd be that kind of thing where you did have uh, pretty much control over you had say over what it is that you claimed and of course you can't do that sort of thing anymore everything is claimed as far as i know in the united states territory but it would be that kind of idea as i'm sure that's the true about the entire world now obviously we live in a different very different world but 
the way he's trying to go at it is uh, getting around the corporate nonsense and going back to the roots of it all. And I'm curious to see if he even gets a response, let alone be successful. Well, the thing about corporation is they always follow their own rules. And even when they railroad you, um, they're careful at what level they railroad you. But what I was thinking later is you would imagine that every bit of land is claimed in some way. But what happens when corporation takes over in the way that it has? So what do those claims mean? Um, I'm interested to see how this comes out. If he makes a claim on the county and he does it, the fact that he gets the claim isn't really the big news here. The big news is, is every other county in the country is up for grabs. <laughs> that's the that's the big news. Um, if he pulls that off, I don't know. Um, would I smoke a joint? No, probably not. But <laughs> I would do something celebratory. Bet your dog. I, I probably, yeah, I won't go that far. Um, I've had my day. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll eat a piece of nasty cake. Mm. Well, have a piece of good cake. We'll get you some king cake from down here in Louisiana. Do you, do you know there what that you is? Uh, I've heard of it, but I've forgotten. I brought my nephew to Louisiana, and I think he told me about it. <laughs> it's delicious, but it's only available during the Mardi Gras season. So, mm. Although maybe my friend Eric knows somewhere you can get it secretly when it's not Mardi Gras season. I don't, unfortunately, because normally they have it in all the grocery stores. But, uh, oh, Eric says, uh, no, Jason, I do know still good amount of public lands in the Midwest, like in Wyoming. I know people that stayed on it for free. You have to move around on it every few months. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. I was really under the impression that you couldn't make grant land grants anymore. Hmm. Well, it's it's so muddled though because how how does all this work when you're faking like the old rules apply, but the new rules around corporation are what's running everything? So I think that's really where the real hope is, um, because what happens when people go back to those things on the book? that precede the corporation, that show the corporations engaged in fraud, um, there's really two choices. Um, either the court upholds its duty, and if they don't, they're violating your u universal rights. Let's keep in mind, there is a Bible in every courtroom for a reason. And it does not matter whether you're Christian or not. There is, in fact, a reason that that book is there pointing out that there is a higher court above. The foundation for all man-made courts resides below what that represents. Let's try it that way. And let's also point out for people who actually know something about it, that book is based in the perfection of nature, the ideas of common law. So uh, I'm, I'm, I've got bated breath, man. I want to see what happens, and I will be astounded if he pulls it off on the run. But if he does, it's a big damn deal. It's the whole reason we had him on. Right. And, well, I actually have a personal interest in this now since we just got a house. Now, obviously, we wouldn't be paid off for a very, very long time. But I'd be very curious to see what I don't know, especially since Louisiana has uh, Napoleonic law. I don't know how much that changes things, but there's always, yeah, there's always things that are a little different, I find out, here and there with Louisiana. But yes. something to look into, and maybe there, there'd be an interesting conversation there, some, something for me to do some homework on. But... All right, what was the other thing I was going to get into? Oh, uh, Sayer G. Uh, Sayer G is our next show. We can talk about that for a moment. He's considered a, a he's a popular health guru, is, is the general way he gets listed as. And he's friends with uh, Dr. Andy Kaufman. Uh, his website is greenmedinfo.com. And we had a really good conversation with him. And I'll tell you, it, it came all came back to basics one more time. It, like the guy just he knows what he's talking about, and he 
knows that this is all social engineering manipulation, everything that's going on between the beer and, bug and, and spiritual. He did not miss the fact that it's nope. spiritual warfare. Uh, right. Uh, he was just really dialed in, I guess, I guess we could say. I wanted to get to Jillian's question here. Go ahead. Um, Thanks for the super chat, Jillian. How can one in Scotland, different laws than the rest of the United Kingdom, stand up to tyranny lawfully? Do you know anyone you could put me in touch with? Well, as a matter of fact... As a matter of fact, <laughs> we know the living man, the king of all the we people... We know Robert Sproul. Doing... <laughs> yeah, there you go, Rose. Go ahead and put Robert Sproul into the comments section. Um, if you're in Scotland and you're interested in what's true, you need to meet the living man, Robert. Um, I'm pretty sure Rose will hook you up there. And by the way, he is in Scotland, and that dude is like Braveheart. He does not. I've seen video of this dude knocking boots off cars that the parking police sit, yeah. put on, <laughs> and then standing there with it in his hand, saying, "Does this belong to you?" <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's great. We did have him. We should just do another one with him. It's been way too long. I really like him a lot. We, sh we should, but I get so afraid that the exposure will get him censored, um, which actually did um, not too long after the first time. I don't know where we're at. I want to have him on, but I don't want to hurt his effort. Right. Yeah, um, I, I'm very honorable what he does because the dude does not <laughs> – he does not. He does not down. back down. There, there's something about Scotland, the the folks of Scotland, that is just very different than the general British population. And I don't know exactly what it is, but the attitude is different. And man, I love the Scottish. <laughs> well, that, ask the British. You know, they 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 had to basically get them all on the precipice of a cliff and say, either you join us or we're killing you all. That was the only thing that stopped them. They never quit fighting. Uh, they were not going to be invaded. Right. They were, uh, and they so, would not back down. Uh, his channel, by the way, is Rob S. Rob R O B S E S S, and he does constant videos where he's shooting live stuff of all the stuff he does in Scotland. Uh, I forget. Is he in Glasgow? Or is he? Uh, I forget what town he's in. I don't think it was Glasgow. I don't, though. I don't know. I don't think it's Glasgow. Um, but anyhow. Um, but anyway, I, I introduced as a him. As a matter of fact, you're in Scotland, wondering if there's anything for you. We're all over here in America, wondering where the Rob S for us is. <laughs> <laughs> right, because no one's quite doing what he does in Scotland over here. I mean, we try to do it information from an information standpoint, but certainly not to the point where he's going out and doing all that stuff. That's that's fantastic. Here, you know, I'd almost think it would be like a Texas kind of thing. You'd expect a Texan to stand up and be like, I'm not putting up with this crap no more. Yeah, except there's, well, Texas is the whole thing. Maybe we'll do a show on it. Anyone who's followed James Shelby Downard, Kill King 33, will know more than they ever thought they wanted to about Texas and the Southwest. It's astounding. Well, I was referring more to that uh, don't take any shit attitude that Texas generally has. And I, I like Texas mostly. We have some friends in Texas, in fact, that I'm very fond of. Yeah, I think that works for the common man and woman that are like you and I living there, but maybe not so much for the people running the joint. Right. But, okay, so we've got Rob S. We could definitely talk about. Um, as far as in the rest of the U.K., since the laws are different, I'm not sure. I don't think anyone specifically does that in the U.K. And um, I'm pretty sure that's not true. I've seen a few people. I can't recall the names. There was one guy who I was watching who was pretty, pretty thorough at what he was doing. He had no intention of getting into this. And then he, uh, something about children being snatched um, by the damn corporate entities called social whatever the hell surfaces. Um, I think if you do a search for UK and common law, you'll come. There, there were a whole bunch of people that I bumped into as I was starting to look at this more carefully. Um, and they're far, far along 
you know, they're much further along. But it's it's a bit different, right? You've got the Magna Carta or common law. I'm not sure exactly what the differences are, um, but certainly not as close as Australia and the United States, and certainly not as different as Scotland and the United States. Although I would point out that most of these places that have been around, there is a common law thread at the base of all of it, a common law idea. Right. And that's uh, pretty much what Rob S. goes at. He's going from the common law thing. Uh, he knows what he's talking about because he, he knows the Magna Carta and where things stand. And he just blatantly calls out that a lot of the, the, the little silly citations and all that kind of crap is just absolute nonsense. And he's not standing for it. So I, no, I, he calls I it. He goes in front of the judge. He goes into the court all the time. Yeah, you can imagine what those courts see him come and they're just probably dreading it. Um, because he calls it fraud, he identifies it for what it is. Um, he st- he got involved in this, if I'm not mistaken, because again, children were getting snatched. Um, the whole "did you register your kid?" Guess what? You don't own your kid if you registered them. Idea, which is what allows places like these social services to snatch them. I think that might have what got him going. Um, I don't recall exactly, but maybe we should think about having him on again. Um, it does worry me a little bit when he comes on on a channel of my size that the uh, the censorship will reflect on him. That's always worried me. Well, you know, since we've got hundreds of people on with us right now, how do people feel about when we release an episode? We've only done this a few times, I, hardly ever, really. If we don't put it on YouTube and we just put it on the website for <clears throat> protection of the, the content or the person even, is that an idea we should look at more? You know, maybe we can we can hit our audience with these ideas and get a better feel for it. Is this the way to do it when we have something like like uh, the, the concepts that Rob S. puts out so that he doesn't, so we try to minimize the risk against him? Right, and it's not just that. Uh, Jason and I both got emailed. Jason got first basically a threat from YouTube saying if you talk about the virus in any way that differs from mainstream, we'll stomp you out. And so you remember back a couple weeks ago, I didn't even run the episode we had. I just ran a, uh, a uh, teaser saying it's all over on the site. So, yeah, what do you guys think about that? What if we just started putting up a two-minute video saying YouTube censors us and we're tired of it, but the free episode is waiting for you at cross777radio.com? Just right. let us know how you feel about it. And by the way, uh, Brian Jackson, um, oh, I get it. Um, <laughs> um you know, I would love to have a Chi expert on. The problem right now is Jason and I are booked for a while, and what we've done is we've recognized the woes of the world, and we're trying to gear every single of our three shows a week that will help in some way what's going on in the world now. And so if this was six months ago, I would have been all over meeting a Chi episode. Typically, we meet someone, vet them, and we try to see if there's a show there. But to be right to the point, Brian, uh, right now, uh, we will keep in mind, and I know Rose is listening, uh, your offer, but while we're booked up on very topical, poignant episodes directed at what's happening to us now, we're not going to have room for a lot else. Right. All right. What else are you hitting me here? Uh, Branch Craftsman's group says, today was the first time I was told to leave a store for not wearing a mask, even after claiming ADA, and I have a shunt in my head to boot. Well... I, I wonder if you could uh, pursue that if you had the uh, the gumption to do so. Well, I think if I was you, I would look at the state guideline and look up the medical exclusion and show those people that they're violating your rights. Yeah. 
Now, I don't know how it is with stores if, if we get down to this whole, well, it's, it's a business and they can make whatever rules they want. But <laughs> does this come down to the whole, well, I don't like gay people, so they can't come in my store. I don't like brown people. They can't come in my store. I wonder if you could pursue it from that point it's, of view. It's exactly the same. You have to treat everyone equal under right, the law. Right. And by the way, look what um, Christopher Johnson is posting, that a vaccine bill was just <laughs> kicked through Colorado's legislature on, wait for it, a Sunday afternoon, the day of the sun. So it's not only leveraging on the corona idea, the name magic, but it is also a day when nobody's paying attention to the legislature. Hmm. So, well, how do they do I that on a, uh, on a Sunday, though? They just go into a session um, and they hide it. They did a similar thing in California okay. earlier uh, where they passed a bunch of crap around vaccines in a closed session. And not only did they do it in a closed session, they, didn't, they tried to not publish the outcome. Hmm. Um, I didn't see a lot of people commenting on the uh, on the idea of just posting stuff on Crow Triple Seven. And a lot of people are saying that that's a good idea. So maybe that's that's a, when we when we really think it's necessary, we could go that route. Because obviously, YouTube is let's just be blunt here. It's free advertisement. It is what it is, you know. And uh, it's useful for what it is. And well, they could use it while the, we can. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Um, it was a sure they one. Came wins. out of the gate. Hmm. They came out of the gate in 2017 just with overreach that was steel-toed boot mind-boggling, knocking down sites, putting them back, doing whatever the hell they wanted for the shock and awe. Then they backed off it. Then they did things to keep you off balance. But since March, there's been precious little. Like They removed an Andy Kaufman video I did where I basically asked Dr. Kaufman, is there any scientific evidence that a virus has ever made anyone sick or killed anyone? They removed that which is still on Crow 777 Radio, but the point I'm making is I'm reasonably sure that if the Iron Fist goes for social control, there's no way in hell the information's going to be left alone. So they're just letting all this content run right now. Um, they'll come back and nail it. Uh, Matthew Ross, are we getting a Jesuit episode soon? Matthew Ross, we did a Jesuit episode two years ago, an in-depth one. I don't know what else we could say unless we did it just as, a, as an update, but uh, well, we tore into that. I, I could. If I do the, the priestly line um, and the fall of Rome and the founding of the Vatican, the Jesuits will be front and center in that and directly related to the priestly bloodline, um, no doubt. And they're also uh, probably the biggest moving force in science, wiping away uh, what we currently call alchemy, archemy, and spagyrics, or the older natural sciences that only achieved within the scope of what nature allows, what the creation will permit not polluting, not overstepping your boundaries, these kinds of ideas, timing it all to the sky clock so that you're like a squirrel in a tree. You're doing what a squirrel in a tree is supposed to do and you're not hurting the world while you're doing it. Uh, the Jesuits were the basically the science arm uh, that worked so mightily to make it the only, the only game in town. Right. Uh, Jillian, thanks again for the uh, super chat. She says, I fear that this blatant discrimination defers as it is government-mandated discrimination akin to black folk trying to get remedy during Jim Crow. Is it, though? Because a lot of times they say guidelines, like, we recommend you wear a mask. And I guess that would depend upon state to state, right? Well, there's, you know, here's the thing. Like, this is a curious thing that's gone on with all this BLM branded nonsense to get you to worry about rights that don't matter while your rights are being just trampled on. Brilliant in its execution. But 
the federal government was arguing about a lynching bill, right? Are you kidding me? When's the last time someone's been lynched in the United States to a level to make it worthwhile to spend your effort during what's going on now with a lynching bill? And then it occurred to me, not only is it playing into the race baiting, of course, because it will cause hatred and division, the idea of lynching, but I had read a sedition, um, a, the punishments of sedition and tyranny, and I remember reading, it was like six months ago, that one of the punishments is to be hung by the neck till dead. And I was wondering if they were getting lynching off the books just in case this all goes south. I have no idea, but why would you be wasting breath on a thing like that now? You see, it's clearly agenda from my point of view. As far as I know, people are not lynched every day in this country. Right. Uh, next episode after that, uh, we just recorded with Dr. Andy Kaufman because we wanted to have a discussion that something that caught my attention. I guess I should back up what, what where I'm going with this. Uh, I was watching some stuff to see where transhumanism is at because obviously when you start sh uh, shaking up the economy – that that means money going places and things like that can get shaken up. And I, I found that to be the exact truth, in fact. And uh, one of the guys I always talk about, Zoltan Isvan, is, I found a in very recent interview with him where he's really pissed off because money is not now going towards medical technologies like he would like for things like life extension. And uh, we, got, we did a show that primarily, primarily centered on transhumanism and all that, uh, which of course is very, very interesting because he is a medical professional and he's been around a lot of stuff. So we were able to get things from his unique point of view that we wouldn't have. Right. Um, and there's a, you know, ever since this thing started, and I think we were the second people to interview Andy, Dr. Yes, Andy Kaufman, we but there's been a core uh, Dr. Bear Lando, we had on. They all know each other now. Um, Sayer G, they all know each other now. There's the core of these people that are standing up for what they believe to be right and at heavy cost in terms of people who came through a mainstream education and have letters after their name to stand up and tell the truth. That takes some damn nuggets. Um, I do it, and sometimes I feel like it takes some nuggets to do it, but my nuggets ain't nowhere the size of their nuggets doing what they're doing. In, in the world that they have lived in to make a living. And so um, the, these, are, these are interesting times. But I'll, I'll ask a simple question. <clears throat> Everybody listening can remember early March, okay? Remember the monetary system we had in early March? Is that the monetary, monetary system we have now? Is there a Federal Reserve and do we have currency? And are we passing fiat currency? Is it the same monetary system? Think about it for a minute and I'll make a prediction. That system died in and around 311, and what we have now is some form of socialism that has no name, because I think it's pretty clear that the federal government merged with all industry, corporate, corporate, corporate. Um, but think about the amount of money that's been just printed and given away. Um, and if you didn't pay taxes, they track down your damn bank account, and they just put it in your account without your permission. Um, think about what that means. And and by the way, we could ask questions like, why did anyone ever bother to pay taxes if they can write thousands of dollars to every single person? Some people close to a hundred grand. If you had a small business, there was a $35,000. I know people got a 35,000 grant by put it this way. I know people who have small business that all told the money they've been handed is close to a hundred grand. Average people getting a thousand people who were taxpayers getting 10 grand. Um, and that's everybody. So what's going on here? And I think it underscores what 
we talked about with Dr. Andy Kaufman, the world is different now, and it's never going back to what it was in early March. And by the way, in early March, it wasn't even that way, but it just still appeared to be that way. Um, something new is coming, but you see, this is not hellbent. We are the majority here, and our minds shape this reality, and the idea of Pluto underscores that. That's why they demoted Pluto. You can't have any helpers in plain sight, basically. Um, and in this situation, I view it as a helper. If your mindset changes, you have in fact changed something. If you begin to care about your neighbor, you have done such a huge deed. Because we all sat here during the first Gulf War, and we watched our nation invade another nation, and we were all good with it. Well, now we've all learned something. What can happen to them can happen to us. And if we're not grown up enough to realize that we should have been saying, hey, man, those are human beings. What are you doing? And then after the fact, when we found out it was all based on lies, we should have been calling for freaking heads to roll. Um, but we didn't. We were okay with it because we had our HBO. We had our movie theaters. iPhones were coming in a decade or two, and we couldn't wait. But we watched people be abused, and we were okay with it. The simple mindset of saying, hey, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and watch my neighbor get hosed or my county or my state or anyone else and have a concern recognizing that what can happen to them can happen to us. And if you can't look at what's happened to us and recognize the truth in that, then we got a lot of work. But my main point is things are never going back ever again to the way they were. But what comes out of it, we have a lot of input if we exercise it to change what comes out of it. I'm just saying. You know, I got to wonder uh, if there's anything to the supposed accounts that are in our names when the, the, the birth certificate and the social security card and all that are started. Could they be tapping into money that's been existing for ages? And of course, let's not forget about the stuff that uh, all the work that Clint Richardson did on um, the CAFR, knowing, proving that there's stupid amounts of money all over the place. So it's it's not like money is a lack thereof in the first place. Well, how, but yeah, I mean, if we want to be reasonable, though, Jason, how can we call it money? It's not backed by specie. So even calling it money is just a lie we agree upon. Basically, what well, we're saying is someone sat down at a computer and pushed a bunch of numbers until their fingers bled. In other words, they just printed more more digits for computers and more paper for banks. And they they know they knew. I know people in money exchanges that deal with specie, gold and silver, who have been saying for over four years that this cannot go on for even another half a decade. This system has to crash to the ground. There are no more tricks. There are no more TARP bailouts. There are no more little things they can do to ensure that next year there is more debt to drive the system that requires debt than there was the year before. So this was coming to an end. That's part of it. But I would suggest to you that as it comes to an end, they'll just print money like it's going out of style because it's not money. It's just numbers in your iPhone. It's just numbers on your checking account. And if you have it in your pocket, it's a freaking paper that is backed by nothing more than your belief that you can hand it to someone. Um, but to be honest with you, Jason, I don't know what it means. In a normal world, this would mean a dollar is completely valueless and that it would be recognized as such but i don't think that's going to happen well it's not just numbers in a computer that i think the the uh, kaffir showed it's it's investments and and they them owning stock and things like that like the, having tangible 
assets, the property, things like that. I, I think right. that's what they've robbed of, of us of, per se. So uh, before we end here, we got two more super chats. Thanks to you two. Uh, Kylie of Darwin says, or is asking, any thoughts on the significance of the Feast of Corpus Christi, which will be celebrated on Thursday, June 11th? Look back to that day in 2001 in State IN. Well, you're yeah. hitting on so many things that for me to intelligently address it, right when you begin to talk about it, I already knew. We're talking about the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We're talking about pulling up to the height of the power of the sun, all these things. And it's an 11, of course. We've seen how 11 gets used these these in this current age we are. For me to know more, I would have to look at it carefully. But you're right on the money. And the reason you're on the money is because there is no St. Feast Day that can't be tracked back to what we were told was pagan, what we were told was evil, which was simply nature, and people who recognized nature had a special day that was based on the sky clock, and that was all replaced with saints of one kind or another. That's what happened, and I can prove it. It came through Mithraism and uh, Saul Invictus. That was the switch, and that's when Rome... That's what they used to bring Rome down from the inside out. So you're absolutely spot on. If you can show a feast day, you already know it matters. But as you pointed out, look a year ago, you're already aware of the game that's going on. I would have to look into it to put more together. But when you're talking about the body of Christ pulling up to the height of the power of the sun, yeah, man, that's big doings. This is all symbolism as always. I mean, these people, this is this is their game. This is what they do. Right, and of course you're you're also. We were just talking about Texas, right? How big a doings <laughs> is what you just pointed out? They named a whole city on a major port in a major state called Corpus Christi. Yep, the body of Christ. And by the way, they didn't even bother to unlatinize it. Why didn't they just name it <laughs> the body of Jesus? You know, think about it. Yep, these Our, things have meaning. They do have meaning, and there's reasons why they do things, and it's not just because they felt like playing tiddlywinks. All right, before we sign off, let's address our friend Eric. Uh, can we address on June 4th when there's no presidential seal on Donald Trump's podium and the royal crest of England was taken off of the gate for one day also at Buckingham Palace? What does that mean? Um, I think you're looking at the new world order idea. I think you're looking at the idea of a world without municipalities, boundaries, states, countries. I think that's maybe what's going on, but it's hard to know. Um, let me ask a simple question. Do we know certainly that the outcome of all these lies we've seen will be bad? Do we know that? I would suggest we do not. That's a little naive when I always want to say, Grandma, what big teeth you have. Because everything we've ever seen sucked. And it didn't just suck a little, it sucked a lot. And it was dishonest, and it was unfair, and it was violating rights. So we have this history. But my point here is, are we certain that the outcome is going to be hell-bent? It sure looks like it could go that way. Um, in terms of these things, a seal has meaning. And I think what I mentioned earlier is we're, we're in some kind of a weird socialist uh, technocracy or whatever. But what we further know is that the Rockefeller doc or every damn other podcast Jason and I have ever done together since he came in at episode 20, whatever it was, has been about the fact that there's coming new world order, a one world government. You know, where you knock down two towers and replace it with one? Are you following the thread here? Um, I think it all relates to that. But I will suggest to you, there is no guarantee that that where this comes out 
is completely against all of us. And I think we need to change our damn minds about this. If we want to be defeatists, then we're feeding our own defeat in advance. If we want to recognize that the majority of us, by a long shot, could simply change our minds and have a major effect on what happens, um, think about this. Just simply waking up one morning saying, you know what, I'm not giving up my rights for security ever again. Think about if 100,000 people did that, what a difference the day would make. Um, why this is happening and who's actually at the top, we have ideas. We think we kind of know, but the truth is you can't prove it. Is there a high table? Who's the number one guy at the high table? Matter of fact, who's the number one woman at the high table? Matter of fact, is it a hermaphrodite? Do we know? Hmm. We don't know. So it could be that the queen who's appeared to be the master of the universe or the Vatican, it could be that they're really not. We just don't know for sure. But it, you know, when they're not showing their seal and they're locking her out of her palace and they're taking down the coat of arms, yeah, pretty sure it means something. All right. So again, uh, this Thursday, we're going to be releasing an episode with Sayer G, the, uh, known as the health guru. And uh, this Wednesday, of course, Wayne and I will be back with a live stream as well. That's going to do it. Crow, any final thoughts before I sign us off here? Yeah, man. Here's the biggest thing. Care about other people and care about nature. If you fail to do these things, then we're going to end up in an artificial freaking cage. It's where this heads. If you will sit back and watch wrong done to others and sit there idly, then that wrong is probably eventually going to be done to you. But more so, the basis for everything in this world that is correct is demonstrated outside your front door in a thing we call the creation. There is no lie in it. It is the only place I know that I can go any time in my life to witness truth because everywhere else I have to question, everywhere else I have to suspect. Everywhere else I have to test. That is the idea of godliness. And the light of that perfection is above your head every day and you've been taught that it's evil. Wash your mind out. Tell the dude in the black Saturnian dress to go pack sand and you'll figure things out for yourself. And that's what I would add. Don't allow bad things to be done to other people. Care for your fellow man or woman. What can be done to them can be done to you. And it is all based on the perfection of nature. There it is, man. Cheers.